Hi, welcome to Voice of the Makers, where makers let their voices be heard, all while building our very own community. I am your host, Ginger, and I'm also a maker. I have my own handmade jewelry line, Gemini Fly, and it's where boho chic meets tribal. I'll leave that information in the show notes so you can check it out for yourself. Now let's get into the new episode. So on today's episode, I'm having a chat with Brandy Chanel. She's back and we're talking about complacency. Make sure that you're taking notes. If you love what you hear, leave a top rating and review. Also hit us up on Instagram at Voice of the Makers and let us know what you thought about the show today and how you have been complacent before and what you're doing to change that. Let's get into it. Hey, Brandy. <laughs> all right here we go here we go girl we've been talking about this topic for a while and basically it's about complacency and before we get into it I would like the listeners to know that episode 14 we talked about comparison and the fact that it has both a negative and a positive meaning well complacency is the same thing so it can mean that you're just satisfied And there's nothing wrong with being satisfied. However, it can also mean that you're not open to change. And that can be a huge problem because we always need to be evolving and growing as individuals. So, you know, without further ado, let's jump right into um, Brandy. Tell me a time when you feel like you have been complacent. First of all, tell me what do you think complacency is or what does it mean to you? Uh, let's see, for me, being complacent would be uh, being in a state of comfort. Um, yeah. Being, you know, um, but also, like you said, a positive and a negative about it. I think that sometimes the negative part of it is you're in that state of comfort, but what keeps you from uh, pressing forward to something better possibly is fear. Or um, thinking that maybe, or fear of failure and not, you know, um, feeling like you're going to get better than what you have. So you just stick with what you know. And uh, for me, that is, you know, that's pretty much what complacency is. Right. And (laughs) an area, well, there have been a few areas in my life where I felt complacent over the years. And the one big one that stands out to me is, in my career job, like, well, before it became a career, I felt so stuck at this job, y'all. Like, it seemed like I couldn't move up. <laughs> like, I your, was, kind of, was your corporate job? It was before I got to the corporate job because okay. where I worked, you could actually move up in the company. But for whatever reason, it seemed like it was just impossible for me. And I was doing everything that I could. Yeah, I was young, but mm-hmm. I was doing everything that I could. And it's so crazy that once the door did open for me to move up, I felt like I wasn't qualified. Mm-hmm. But all the other times I was like, you know, I'm going to try out for this job because, you know, I think I should get it. And I think I, you know, I meet the criteria. And then I just said, forget it. I got real complacent. I just started like keeping my head down, doing my work, not really kind of having any type of camaraderie around. And Fortunately, it worked out that 
God said, okay, let me move her on <laughs> to another area. But, you know, just that feeling, it was just such an ugly feeling of just saying, okay, this is going to be my life. I'm going to go to work, clock in, do this job and go home. Very mundane. And so I just encourage anyone to, when you get that feeling, do something about it. Talk to someone, talk to your HR person. If that doesn't work, well, talk to your boss first. Right. HR. And then if that doesn't work, you know, you may have to look outside of the company and kind of get your name out there and put your resume back up because you don't want to get stuck because some people that have started 15 years ago are still in the same place because they just gave up. They right. just became relaxed and said, you know, this might be all I need to do with my life. Mm-hmm. Have you ever felt like that? Like, like in a career? Uh, Yeah. I mean, I felt like that, um, that my, well, in my last career, I felt that way. Um, but uh, I enjoyed what I did, mm-hmm. but I just knew, I mean, I knew that that wasn't anything that I wanted to do forever. Like I knew that I didn't, it didn't bring me, I wasn't like happy about it. You know what I'm saying? It was yeah. just cool. It was just cool. And, um, you know, I just kind of started like researching some things and praying about it and kind of I knew what my interest was like I know what I like to do I know what I love to do and I seeked out a way that I could turn what I love doing into a career and so you know people some people thought I was crazy when I quit my job and (laughs) went back to school for aesthetics but And now, I mean, I have a career that I absolutely love. I enjoy what I do. And, um, you know, it's, it's therapeutic for me, um, my career choice now. And like I said, you know, um, what I did before I also enjoyed, but it was just, you know, oh, I'm going to go to work today. I didn't really get anything out of it. So, yes, I have definitely felt like that um, in my career. And, you know, speaking of that and listening to what you just said, I also believe we're taught complacency to a large degree. You know, oh, yeah. you know, you get that good job. You better stay there because you need that paycheck. You got these bills to pay. And right. I get the fact that you need to be able to take care of yourself, but you don't need to be unhappy because then you'll have to take care of yourself on another level. Right. You'll have to get therapy. <laughs> no. Right. I, I like I remember when I decided what I was gonna do, and I think I'd only told like very few people that were like really close to me. But I remember I hadn't even told my mom. Like I didn't tell my mom until like the week before <laughs> I was I was wow. quitting. I already put my notice in and everything. Only because now my mom is not a negative Nancy. She is very encouraging and everything, but I do feel like sometimes the people closest to you because they're going to, because they worry, I feel like they can come at you with negativity and not even know it. You know, like, girl, are you sure you want to do that? Or why you want to do that? Or what you going to do? You know, with all these questions. And I mean, you kind of still trying to figure it out yourself. So I didn't say anything to her. I was like, oh, she'll find out when I get ready to quit. <laughs> so, right. And that's that fear. I, that's I that fear. That. Right. 
they have fear because they don't want you to be out here in the cold. And now you have the fear and you're like, well, maybe I should stay. Even though you know you're not happy. You know you're not operating in your gift. And that was the thing. I did not, because I can talk myself out of stuff real fast. Ooh, yeah, and I was like, I was determined to like see this through. I was like, no, Brandy, you're going to do this. This is what you really want to do. You know, and because I had hyped myself up, I didn't need anybody saying anything to make me doubt myself because just one ounce of that would have made me change my mind. Right. I totally know what you're talking about. There, There's also been areas in my life where I've been complacent beside, you know, my profession, and that was in love. And, you know, I blame a lot of that on age because, you know, they say with age comes wisdom. And even though I don't think I plateaued with learning everything, even with being married, I don't think I've learned everything there is because, I mean, who who has? But I will say, you know, there were times when I was in relationships that I know weren't going anywhere. But just for the sake of being in a relationship, just for the sake of not being the odd man out or just for the sake of holding on to something that maybe I knew in my heart it wasn't real or wasn't going to go anywhere but I just didn't want to let it go because it felt kind of familiar you know mm-hmm. so you know complacency in one area in your life like your career can definitely spill over to something else like love mm-hmm. so, don't you think yeah because <laughs> it spilled <laughs> over in mine <laughs> it was in my love well shoot yeah it definitely spilled over in your love life um I can speak from my last relationship it was a relationship to where from the beginning I feel like I was hit with a million red flags but I was like the guy was you know he was a nice dude and you know he was saying what I wanted to hear and all that good old stuff but um you know in the end uh it tragically ended and um, I learned a lot from that and in that I did see that I was going to be settling. I was going to be settling for a situation that in my heart, I won't even say deep in my heart, in my heart I know for a fact that I would not, um, in the long run, I would not have been happy with and Thank God, God knows better for me than I know for myself. Because if it was if it was left up to me, I would still been in the relationship. But thankfully, things went the way that they did, and it came to a abrupt end, uh, end that I wasn't seeing, you know, that I didn't even see coming. But I think it had to go down that way because it was something that I would not have walked away from had it not. Right. So, um, yes, being, I was comfortable and I felt as though, okay, girl, you know, you get old. So this dude, yeah, he got, you know, he got these kids and he got this situation and he's on the road, but Hey, you know, you're getting older and who's to say that, I mean, you may not meet anybody else. And, but I mean, maybe I will. So mm-hmm. yeah, I was very complacent when it came to my last relationship and it honestly didn't hit me that. That's, you know, all of that really just hit me in just having this conversation with you. But yes. Wow. So listeners, yeah. you're getting the real raw, you know, emotional <laughs> feeling behind this word that we're like tearing apart. And 
that's the beauty of it. Like, I don't feel enough of us are being transparent and sharing. Like, we may pose like we are, and we may come off like, I'm about to give you all the meat and potatoes, and people are still giving you the flaxseed and the, um, what, uh, sunflower seeds. No, that's that's mm-hmm. not meat and potatoes, girlfriend. That's not. And a reflection can definitely heal other people by sharing your story. So, Y'all need to pay attention because we laying it down real thick right now. A lot of a lot of ladies wouldn't let you know this. They would let you get egg on your face. <laughs> That's what they would yeah, do. But, but here's my thing. So I know that everybody, I mean, no, it doesn't matter what the situation is. Everybody goes through something in order to help somebody else. So, I mean, although I didn't get into the details of my situation, no <laughs> if need. there's anybody out there in a relationship that you just feel I'm talking about the smallest inkling that this shit ain't right get your ass out <laughs> okay you heard it first <laughs> get I'm dead out. serious <laughs> uh-uh. let, me, let me say it say it and what is it tethered tethered yeah. let me say it in my tethered book get up get up <laughs> you know them uh them special people got mad at her for that don't do that what well y'all that was yeah, a disclaimer girl. That was a disclaimer, y'all. I'm not picking with anybody with special needs. Shout out to anybody with special needs. You know what I'm saying? Because that's not what we do here on Voice of the Makers. Everybody is, you know, it's all love, love wins, all of that good stuff. <laughs> you heard it first. <laughs> now, since we're having a good time about it, now we're going to change the tempo a little bit because now, you know, at the end of the day, we could say the job was the excuse of being complacent. We could say this man or this woman was the excuse for being complacent. What about when you turn and look in that mirror and the two eyeballs that's in your head is looking back at you? Let's <laughs> recall a time where we've been complacent with ourselves. And I start with me. I will say that I got complacent when I started moving around after I got married had my baby, not really knowing people. And I, girl, I would walk out of the house looking like, who got shot? Seriously. <laughs> and I would say, because nobody knows me. Now, back home, I would feel like I got to get fly. I got to make sure that, you know, my socks match and all that stuff. But I was living in some places where the population was real dense. And I was like, you know what? I can probably get away with going to the grocery store with this these pajamas on. You know, I was fine. Uh-uh, 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 uh-uh. You didn't you know do that. What I'm did you do that I did it and you know I could blame it and say it was because I was a new mom I can blame and say because you know when you remember when I had Zoe my parents um they couldn't come and see us all the time we didn't know anybody and so my husband had deployed and so here I am I'm not gonna even lie I never had babies around me all the time like I'm the first one out of my immediate family, me and my brother, to have a child. He doesn't have any children. My mom never let me babysit or anything, so I didn't have that experience. So here I am, pretty much doing everything, you know, shooting everything from the hip. Mm. And sometimes I would just be tired or, you know, lack of sleep, and I would have to run in and go get something to eat or something. And I just had to do what I had to do. But then I had to stop myself and say, hey, girl, you need to pull it together. You can't do this. This isn't you, you know, um, because if you don't, you'll become that. You'll do it all the time. It won't even be a thought. You'll go out looking raggedy, looking crazy, 
out here in these streets and I don't want I didn't want that so I had to pull it back in and um I'm glad I did <laughs> I'm glad you did too <laughs> I know people probably took pictures of me and put me on the little Walmart look at this person shopping at Walmart yeah I was one of those people <laughs> Walmart with your hell no I don't do that <laughs> I don't do it anymore but I I'm did glad. I'm glad girl I'm glad I'm glad so now put yourself on out there. When was the time when you just felt like you were just being too complacent with yourself? Like you just got too laxed and laid. Hey, it was the um, it was a few years ago, and um, let me see. I don't even know what was really going on with me. I don't think. Well, I don't know. I don't know what was going on with me, but I do remember I had like gained weight or whatever now for some who may have seen me then was like girl you are fat but I was fat to me and apparently I was fat to my granddaddy too because he reminded me constantly that I was gaining weight and that I needed oh, to Lord. lose <laughs> yes. but here's the thing I thought I was just thick and fine like I really did I was like <laughs> He don't know. My granddad just used to these little, little women. He don't know. He don't know. I'm really, I'm out here killing it. Like, I look good. <laughs> Until, girl, it was one Easter. <laughs> one Easter. And we, uh, we were at church. And, you know, you your family outside, y'all taking pictures and stuff after Easter. Okay. So, like, a few weeks later, after I finally saw the pictures, from their day. Uh oh. Uh oh. I was like, oh my God. Why didn't nobody tell me? And I remember like calling my best friend and fussing at her and be like, y'all just out here letting me get fat. And nobody told me that I was fat as hell. <laughs> that I, like literally, like a little stuffed sausage or rolling. Nobody to tell me, I'm right here thinking I'm cute and I'm not. Like, I'm <laughs> And so after that, and you remember because that's when I started work. Like I was at gold, and right. I was like, I mean, although I had like eye candy motivation at goals, at the same time, <laughs> I still was like, no, I got to get this weight off of me because it, it wasn't cute. Um, and for that period, I literally I felt like I had let myself go, and I think that just came from years of not having to really care about my weight because my weight has never been a problem growing up like I mm-hmm. never was I was never the fat kid I mean I was never skinny either but you know I was never one of them little roly-poly children that was not me and even in high school I did not I had did not have a weight problem or college like my weight was just like something I never had to worry about and it wasn't until 30 that mm. fool on me so the golden age of 30. But before we go any further, because I want to talk about weight too, I will put this disclaimer out. We're not fat shaming or body shaming anybody because oh, we do know no. everybody's different. And I will say that, Brandy, I can definitely relate because that happened to me too. I was Gucci, like fine until, you know, after I started, I would say it happened to me before babies. Like I was going through like, sometimes you could be depressed and you don't realize it. 
and, and that could have been because I now I I had some now that I think about it I did have some things going on right and I think but, we, yeah. go ahead <laughs> no I was about to say um that you know and like in my statement when I said that if if somebody else was to see the same picture that I saw they may not even see what I what I see they may look at the photo and say girl please you weren't fat so no I'm not fat shaming anybody either but I'm just saying uh, what's comfortable for me is right. you know what I'm saying and yeah. I, you know be comfortable with somebody else so yeah I I can't walk from like my granddad used to tell, used to tell me all the time I'm short that's one thing so no I can't be big and short and roll like look like a ball <laughs> he told me my knees would be bad I have bad knees and I think that's the truth so I, I'm really like <laughs> I try to keep it under control okay and he was around for a long time so you know taking his advice I definitely would um, 93 years yes <laughs> wow I will say this um, like I said, depression, it comes and goes. And there are times when we probably had a higher metabolism that we were depressed and didn't realize it eating crazy, but things weren't catching up with us. But, you know, we can all just about wait around to that time when things start slowing down and those potato chips start sitting on your stomach, you know. And alcohol, you know, you're going out, you uh, doing a lot of partying and drinking and then doing a lot of late night eating. Oh, yeah. There's the waistline. It's gone. It's just everywhere. And so I have been there and then I got myself back. And then after children, what I can say for me is like the older I got and when you add children to the plate, pregnancy is different for everybody. Like just yesterday, I went to go take um, Zoe to get an eye exam and she gets it annually. So the optometrist, yes, I, I had a struggle with that word. She was pregnant the last time we came. And when we came this time, she looked like she hadn't had a baby at all. And my son oh, is around here 18 months. And you know I had a baby. Yeah, will you see me? <laughs> you know, y'all that will see me real soon, you'll know that I had a baby. But, you know, the beauty in everything is that at least you're working on yourself. You're not being complacent. It's, it's bad when you stay there. When you know you want to be better and you stay there. Now, if you're cool with it, this is your happy weight. You want to be here and it's healthy, fine. If it's not healthy, sis, I don't care how happy or bro, I don't care how happy you are. You need to do something so that you can continue living. But if you're unhappy, do something about it. Like, oh, that's a whole nother topic about people just kind of being stagnant and, and selfish with themselves. But anywho, um, yeah. um, I also feel like being complacent. Sometimes I'm going to sound like my mama real quick, okay. but sometimes it's a trick of the enemy. And the reason I say that is because especially when it falls um, into your weight. So, you know, some families have these health issues that are linked to weight, like diabetes and high blood pressure, some things like that, that run in their family. And while, you know, I have diabetes that run in my family, although my mom doesn't have it, but my, her mother had it. And I have some other people in my family that have it, but knowing this, and although I, you know, I was a little chunky and I thought I was cute <laughs> until I saw that picture. But at the same time, you know, that was a, that was a health risk. Like I was putting, I could be putting myself, putting my health in some serious danger. So um, I feel like sometimes while you can consider that happy weight and you may be very comfortable with that weight, back to what you said, if it's, you know, challenging your health and causing you some other issues, then you need to do something about it. 
Yes. Have you watched the um, Homecoming on Netflix, Beyonce, the Beachella? Mm-hmm. Well, did I know you remember the part where she said she had got up to 218 pounds with the twins and she was struggling with the weight and she had all these difficulties with pregnancy and stuff. But one thing I can say about her and while her telling that story resonated with me is because she worked her ass off and she got that weight down and she showed her and told about her struggle where she didn't want to. And yeah, we can use all this controversy that maybe Beyonce had surgery and all this kind of stuff. Who knows? But for the most part, the picture she painted for us is she bust her butt to get in a decent shape and to get back in the clothes she had and just to feel good so she could take care of those twins and as a mom, that was good inspiration for me because I gained a substantial amount of weight with both of my kids. And, you know, sometimes I would go home and cry because I'm like, man, I see these mothers snap back. And um, why am I tearing up now? Anyway, <laughs> I was Aww. like, they're snapping back. And what's wrong with me? And why is my metabolism so slow? But I'm grateful now because like I got on the scale today and I've lost an additional five pounds towards my goal. And I'm just like, you know, the slow, gradual um, losing of the weight is definitely, definitely something that I want to do so I can keep it off. You know what I'm saying? So shout out to anybody who is listening to this and getting their lives and deciding that they're going to take better care of themselves because yeah it is a vanity thing let's not get it twisted it's a vanity thing but it's also a health thing so make sure that you're putting your health at the top priority of everything that you're doing because you won't be able to have a career you won't be able to take care of those kids or be with that special loved one or that special um, significant other if you're unhealthy or better yet just watch an episode of my 600 pound life Oh my god. That show gets me together all the time. All the time. Well, I think that we have pretty much laid out a lot of things we've experienced for these (laughs) for the people that are tuning in. And now let's talk about how we can combat or how we combat um complacency. And one thing that I suggest is most of us do things in routine because we're taught that in school and that is both a good thing and a bad thing. You need routine to keep you, you know, in a certain mindset. However, sometimes you got to switch up the tempo, like your boy, Chris Brown said, switch up the tempo a little bit. Sometimes, you know, the other day I was going to do an errand that was on my to-do list, but I'm going to say it was the Holy spirit. Cause I believe in Jesus Christ stopped me from doing that. And I don't know why, because I had put Roman in the car. I had his baby bag. I had my purse and keys and I was ready to go. And something, you know, just said, don't go, don't do that. And so I feel like that was me changing up, being complacent because I was just going to go and, you know, knock something off of my list. And in a way that's definitely going towards a goal. But if there's something that, if there's something that comes up that, pauses you make sure you take heed to that be careful but change it up change it up you don't have to do the same thing all the time you don't um i agree the other thing i say is surround yourself with people that keep it one not 100 1000 with you like like you said when you extra when you extra friend why didn't you tell me i was getting 
out of hand with my weight, you know, or when you see that friend that's always laying down, like, come on, get up. You don't, Mm -hmm. you don't make me feel enthused about life when you always laying down. Like, why would I want to rock with you? And you always like, Oh, I'm just chilling, taking a nap, (laughs) you know, get your ass up. Talk to me Mm -hmm. when you talk to me when you in a good, you know, space, you know? Um, so yeah, make sure, like for me, a lot of the people that keep it 100 with me are people like you that I talk to on the phone, but I can't, yeah, but I can't, nobody should have, and I don't want a lot of people that's blowing smoke in my face. That's telling me, oh girl, you're fine. Oh, you don't have to do that. Oh, don't worry about it. I want people that push and motivate me and say, no, you know what? You need to change that. You need to do something about that because you're going in the wrong direction. Who who wants friends that don't help them to be better? Mm-hmm. I, I don't. Um, the other thing I would say is focus on the process. Like whatever it is you set out to do, focus on getting to the next point and not, oh, how is this going to turn out? You haven't even started. Like there's so many people that have all these bright ideas. They want to start a business or um start a podcast or something they're so worried about the finish line they haven't even created enough content or curated it in a way that people are even going to pay attention to Mm -hmm. so so start you know with the research and getting your little swag together and things that are going to bring people into your world and want to even know what you're talking about before you start saying oh this is how it's going to be because you don't know right you know like some of the things you told me that you are planning to do, like it, I told you, get out of your head, get out of your head, <laughs> you know. You're constantly telling me to get out of my head. <laughs> right, and you you have to because for me, if if I stayed in my own head, I probably wouldn't do half of the things that I do. I, mm-hmm. I just wouldn't because I would talk myself out of it daily. But no, yeah. that's... Oh, like a lot of the advice that I've gotten lately has been, you know, don't think about it just do it just do it and um especially one thing in particular and um you know um I was told especially one one thing that I'm working on I was told just go home unplug and just do it don't think about it just do it everything is going to fall into place because it is something that you're meant to do and so that is what I have been doing and it is so refreshing to not have to, to not think about it but to just get in this zone and just come and just do it and just let it out. So I agree. You do have to uh, get out of your head and you do have to get out of your own way. Um, right. A lot of the time, <clears throat> but back, but to backpedal right quick, when you were saying, that you, you know, to have certain, to have friends around and keep it 1000. Yes. I feel like I have friends around that keep it 1000. But I think people are only going to keep it 1,000 to a certain degree because I feel like sometimes people don't want to be, you know, don't want to come off as being rude or whatever. Now, I'm the type of person, I'm not going to, I'm not going to take it as you being rude. I'm going to take it as you just being honest. Everybody can't handle that kind of truth. Yeah. So, um, when I mentioned, when I was like, my granddaddy was the only person that told me, you know, that I was gaining weight, whatever. Okay. So that's kind of not true. There was a, I have a friend. And he told me <laughs> that I <laughs> had gained weight or was gaining weight. But I just thought he was being a jerk. Like, I really did. I just dismissed 
what he told me. But he thinking about it, he was really being a 100% honest. And since then, he has been honest about my weight, whether it be up or down. So See that? I don't want to give him props, but I have to give him props. He shall remain nameless. But if he hears this, he'll know exactly who he is. That's right. all I can say about that. Well, that's good. Sometimes, you know, that's a part of being mature and not being complacent when you can step, you know, out of the box or get out out of your way and give somebody their props. So that's good. Um, One of the things I would say, like focusing on the process and not the outcome, like I have a pop up shop coming up. Y'all going to hear me talk about that in every episode until I have it. (laughs) I'm excited, too. And. And I told you to get out your head about that. You did tell me to get out my head because, y'all, I was definitely having this event, canceling this event, having it again. (laughs) And, Mm -hmm. you know, I had to think of expectation. And though I have an expectation, it's not observed. It's not something that's just completely out of line. And if I don't reach it, I'm just going to go home and cry and throw all my supplies and stuff in the trash no it's not that I had to get to the place where for one I decided to have it on my birthday so to me I'm going back home to my hometown having it on my birthday it's a party for me and I'm doing something I love to do I love to create I love to make jewelry I love to extenuate women's beauty that they already have and help their build their confidence and all that great stuff so I'm just going to have fun and fellowship Make a few pennies along the way. Hey, that's even the more reason to have it. But I'm not going to think about what's going to happen once I have it. I'm still in the process. I'm in the planning process. You know, I'm thinking about the decoration. And, you know, when I see this person, this person telling me, you know, I'm coming. Those are the things that will keep me afloat. Not worrying about, well, three o'clock at 615. I mean, um, June 15th, who's coming? Who's going to be the first mm-hmm. one in the door? I, I can't worry about that stuff because there's no, there's no way I can fast forward to that time. So, you know, I have to just focus on what I'm doing. That's it. Mm-hmm. Um, let's see. What else do I have to talk about how you can um, get over being complacent? Oh, with yourself. Mm-hmm. You can definitely take better care of yourself and stop putting it off. Um, yeah, we all have to work. We all have obligations, but taking time for yourself is super duper important. And so if you haven't had your hair done in three months, maybe you should make that appointment and go get you, you know, a professional. <laughs> no, I'm just saying, because some of us, not that it's dirty or anything like that. No, no, no. I'm not trying to make a joke, but some of us become kitchen beauticians and we do our hair at home because, you know, you have all the products, you can get everything, but it's so funny. You can get everything the beautician has, but your hair does not come out like they, like they did it. Because y'all know what you're doing. We don't right. know what we're doing. We don't have the same water pressure. That shower water pressure is not like that, that shampoo bowl. You know, right. your, your, your golden hot hair dryer where your neck is all bent over and crooked and you got it sitting on some yellow pages. <laughs> you know? No, you need to be sitting down comfortably you know, texting on your phone or taking a little snooze while you're getting your hair dried. I mean, it's just so much. Or that panty, uh, not panty, oh my gosh, petty manny that you're putting off. Now you got claws and, you know, hangnails galore. Take the time out for you because one thing I know, it's 
when women come out of the spa or the beauty salon, they look and they feel good. You can see that confidence boost on them, you know? They come, yes. they come in like Seely and they leave oh, out God. like Shug. You know what I'm saying? That's my, that's my color purple reference. They come in looking like Miss Seely and they leave out looking like Shug at the juke joint, you know? So... <laughs> If you don't know what I'm talking about, watch the movie Color Purple, Google it, go to YouTube and Google Miss Seeley and Suge Avery and you'll see the difference. But, you know, take the time and make yourself feel pretty and don't be so complacent with wearing your pajamas to Walmart or, you know, scratching up your bed sheets with the long toenails. Do that. Do that. You know, which also I'm glad you brought that up because I'm an esthetician. So, you know, if there's anybody in the Birmingham, Hoover, Mountain Brook area, whoop, whoop. and you need someone to uh take care of your skin, you need a waxing, you know, it's summertime, top of these swimsuits, oh, can't yeah. get a pile with a bush. <laughs> so you need to come in and get oh, yeah. care of. So, you know, you can find me at Tanya Jones Salon and Spa in the English Village location. Ask for Brandy. And I'll have all of her information in the show notes for my Birmingham and surrounding area listeners so that you can get all that done. Because, you know, like she said, you don't want all your business hanging out in your bathing suit because you're going to the beach and, you know, your face <laughs> got to get those blackheads and stuff, you know, get rid of that. So and go holler at Brandy. Yes, yes, yes. And I love to make people feel good. Like honestly, I I know for a fact that that is part of my calling. So that is what I find the most pleasure in doing. And you really do. I can attest to that. <laughs> um the other thing that I just a few more things I want to say about complacency because I know someone is like, "Come on, girl, y'all playing around. Let me get this meat and potatoes so I can, you know, be better." You need to be open to new ideas. I know that that can be hard and scary for some people. I'm not saying that if you don't like sushi freaks you out to go try sushi. I'm not saying all of that because I do know both Brandy and I, we are very um, open to foods and uh, different wines and cultures and things like that. Not all of my friends are, and that's okay. Mm. That's why I used to hang out with Brandy a lot more. So I'm just saying... (laughs) just saying (laughs) your tribe speaks volumes you know the people you spend the most time with speaks volumes so yeah you know be open to new things don't be so closed-minded and say oh no I don't want to go try um what's something that everybody's trying right now I don't know know. (laughs) (laughs) but let me say this so last year for my birthday, uh, myself and two of my friends went to New Orleans and we were determined to go to New Orleans and not do what we would normally do as far as like, you know, the whole bourbon, all that kind of stuff, which I mean, we did go, but so we really are, I mean, I like going to museums. Everybody's not open to go to museums or down for that kind of thing. But I highly recommend um, doing things like that from time to time because you never know what you're opening your mind up to. And it's so many, like so much to learn, so many new things to discover. And I feel like that is a great start 
to uh, kind of stepping outside of your box. And trying new things. See, Brandy, y'all saw how I got stuck there and then Brandy brought it on in. See, <laughs> like I said, that's why I spent so much time with her because that's my girl. Um, <laughs> the other thing that you can do to fight complacency is compete with yourself. Compete, compete with yourself. Um, I know that we get caught up in looking to see what other people are doing, especially if it's in the same genre or the same um, business, whatever the case may be. But why not be better than you were last year or two years ago or when you were in your 20s right. or now that you're heading to 40? Why don't you be the best you? Like even with me. So I definitely have fitness goals and I am determined to be the strongest in my body that I've ever been. And I know like I'm on Facebook and I post like my green juices that I'm drinking and my workouts, how many calories I burn. And y'all by no means am I near where I want to be, but in my mind, I have a goal and I'm going to get there sooner than later. So therefore just push yourself, set a goal and really try to achieve it. And don't worry about the girl that's bench pressing 175 pounds because maybe you're not ready for that you know but you can work yourself up you can work your way up to it you got anything to say oh no I was gonna say for me um you're right as far as like being your own basically your own competition um I don't and I don't think I ever really was that type to kind of too much focus on what the next one was doing um Mm -hmm. but I know as I get older I definitely don't care but um, <laughs> <laughs> what my focus really is on is just being, like you said, you have your fitness goals. I have my fitness goals as well. And that is um, one of my priorities. But <clears throat> another priority of mine is to just be a better me, like just all the way around. But especially when it comes to like uh, my spiritual side, like my relationship with God, like I want that I want to be better in that area. So that's really where a lot of my focus has been because I feel like once that is straight and once I improve there, I feel like that will overflow into other areas of my life. Oh, that is so good. Because I was just going to say, well, that wasn't the only thing to fitness because I want to be a better mom, a better wife, yeah. a better entrepreneur. Well, no, I but know yes. Like you said, without God, none of this is possible. So you definitely have to make sure that relationship is constantly evolving and um, make sure that you're taking the time out to grow spiritually. And a lot of things will just fall right up under that into place. Yeah. And here's another thing. We're going to leave it with this. Make sure that you fight against a routine. And the reason why I wanted to elaborate on that because a routine could be hazardous because we're living in a very crazy time when people are studying people's habits in order to catch them up. You know, there's so much going on with abductions and stalkers. And so when you're always putting your location in, and there are sometimes I put my location in, but most of the time I've already left. So you got, just got to be careful with putting your locations in everywhere, telling people your every move, you know, some of that stuff, just keep it to yourself or tell someone, you know, just in case of an emergency, but telling everybody's not always good to, you know, to tell everyone every move that you're making. Right. So just make sure that, you know, if you always go 
a certain route to the store or home, switch it up, change it up because we want y'all to live to see the, uh, to hear episode 18, you know? So <laughs> that's the plan. Stay alive in 2019 and let's see 2020. <laughs> I'm just saying, let's see 2020. So change it up, you know? And um, I guess that's all we have to say about complacency. Do you want to end it with anything, Brandy? <clears throat> Drop another jewel out there for the <laughs> listeners. <laughs> well, I know. I really don't. I don't have anything else to say. Well, I want to say I'm so happy that we were able to record together. A lot of people loved the one that we talked about, our 20s. I got so much feedback about um, us going to the Platinum, the POB for all our Birmingham listeners and getting up and going to work. So many people resonated with that one. So I hope that you all received this one. It was a little bit um, more in depth than the first one, but I know you all love when Brandy is, is on and I love when she's on. So definitely look forward to having her back on and thank you for the interview brandy you're welcome oh and one thing i will tell everybody is don't worry about anybody else focus on yourself <laughs> yes focus, focus on you focus on Baby, you but you focus on and you let god lead you hey. and everything will be all right hey 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 <laughs> calm down <laughs> bye y'all bye